me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it. Because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC properties being brought to film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This be my co-host, Jason. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about stuff today. Lots of stuff. We're going to talk about lo- lots of stuff happened this week. <laughs> it did. All right. I like, Can we talk about Injustice 2? Oh, <laughs> please. Yeah. Um, I. Oh, if, if you want to do a pitch about it, go for it. But I'm just going to go ahead and say how badly I want that game right now. Right. They released two trailers um, there was the announcement trailer that's like the Flash versus Superman versus Batman versus Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, they kind of they go in and out of the pit, and every time it looks come really out good, different, right? Evolved. Yeah, uh, it looks really good. Oh, it looks fantastic. Um, they also re- uh, released an official gameplay trailer. Yeah. Now, uh, okay, I did not know this about Injustice Two. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, there's a gear system. That will follow RPG-like mechanics, and players will be rewarded with specific uh, or character-specific loot drops every time they play the game, which will not only change the look of each character, but will also change fighting strategies. Yeah, I, um, I haven't been clear about how that's going to be uh, handled, how it's going to be executed, but w- what we do know about it is, like, in Justice 1, you know, you were your guy, and you could change skins and everything, but you just, you, you did your guy, and you beat the crap out of other guys. It was, that was it. Um... This one, they're focusing on the multiplayer aspect a little bit. So you're going to be able to change up your gear. That's going to actually affect your fighting. So like, there's a reason everyone has an exoskeleton. Like in uh-huh. in the in the uh, the hype trailer, I'll call it. Um, there's probably a real word, but hype. Um, that's the reason they focus so much on the fact that even Superman gets armor. Right. Um, what that could possibly do for him is beyond me. But even he gets armor I mean- in this thing. So um, we, super, we see we see Superman with the armor. We see like Flash's armor morphing onto him. We see yeah. Batman's armor morphing onto him. Turn into pretty much and Arkham Knight. If, yeah, if you look at the official gameplay trailer, like you can see that happening with like Gorilla Grodd, Atrocitus, and Batman. Everybody. Uh, it, it, apparently, it you're, the pretty... whole smorgasbord of characters are going to be able to be upgradable, and that's going to be able to stick. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's something you're going to have to hop on and pay for, or if it's something where it's a uh, you know you you play X amount of time and you're available for I don't know what it. I don't know how they're going to actually disseminate it, but ooh, mm. it'll mm. probably just be DLC stuff, you know. Um, it will be available on on PlayStation Four and Xbox One in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, man, some of these. Uh, if anyone who played Injustice, as anyone who played Injustice, Gods Among Us knows, like there's the super moves were just always really badass. Man, this looks really badass as mm-hmm. well, even more badass. Man, Aquaman like 
throwing the dude up from like the whirlpool. Yeah. And like stabbing him with the trident, and then the shark comes out and eats him. Ah! Oh, it wasn't even like awesome. a shark. It was some freaking megalodon. Like it. It, it was. <laughs> that was some ancient shit from the depths. It was, <laughs> it was wonderful. We've got some shit wonderful. with like Batman. Uh, like I don't know, catapulting someone up into the air and shooting him with a bat plane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All of it looks real fun. Speaking of uh, fun Batman games... Oh, by the Batman, way, the, the, the new characters series. on that. The new characters on that so far were like Atrocitus, Gorilla Grodd, oh, yeah. Supergirl. Uh, that was the only, thing, the only three I remember seeing from the gameplay game pay, uh, game trailer. Game yeah, well, play there's trailer. also... There are, there are also uh, Jason Smith on Facebook. I meant to mention this I was, before I jumped on. Um, said, Dexstar is with Atrocitus in the footage. I wonder if he will be involved with one of Atrocitus' super moves. Also, this pic was posted on Twitter from the symbols. Looks like Captain Cold and Dr. Fate will be in it. It's a guy with a shirt on, and it totally looks like he has like a Captain Cold gun. Um, nice. There's definitely a Dr. Fate helmet. And it those actually, may just be the, uh, the uh, what they call them? I forget what they were actually called. You, you could punch somebody through a wall, and it'd be a, a transition scene. Um, mm-hmm. there's one scene in there where it's clearly black mana and it, that just felt like an Aquaman transition scene, but mm-hmm. still it sounds great. Yeah. Now Ed Boone, you know, Ed Boone, the guy that created Mortal Kombat that's running nether realm. Uh, um, that old lovely bastard. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, that's the company doing this game. Yeah. Uh, he seemingly hinted at, at Dr. Fate on Twitter. Like he wrote fate in all caps. He's like, you know, decide your fate or something. Um, <laughs> And then everyone was like, oh, Dr. Fate. And he was like, oh, I didn't say. He acted all coy about it. He was like, I didn't say it was Dr. Fate. Oh, that'd be great. They've needed. Now, he also he also put up a, a poll. He put up a poll that said, who do you want to see more in Injustice 2, Blue Beetle, Captain Cold, or Swamp Thing? Uh, they were pretty closely tied. Like, Blue Beetle won. And but I'm pretty sure this did, is. I'm pretty sure they're all gonna be. Yeah, all of those uh, sound fantastic. Like Swamp Thing, there's so much fun you could have with his his character. It'd, it'd just be oh, you'd have a field day coming up with moves for that cat, mm-hmm. right? Um, Blue Beetle though, do they mean Jaime Reyes or Ted Cord? Because I want Jaime Reyes. I mean, I love Ted Cord, but Reyes would be so much more fun to watch on screen. I don't know. He didn't say. Oh, I'll or tell both. you what though, or both. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty I can sure be we'll, greedy. We'll get. I'm pretty sure we'll get all three of those. I think that just probably determined what order the DLC were going to be dropped. <laughs> yeah, that was fall, spring, and summer is pretty much what they were organizing there. <laughs> I mean, you know, you guys, uh, man, Jason and I used to just sit around daydreaming about the next DLC yeah. on Injustice. Like, yeah. we, we played that hardcore for a long time. I mean, we got it We got it on pre-order. It showed up, you know, the day it was released on our freaking doorstep, and we, uh... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, just we're we're sitting there just playing through the damn story, which it was a great story, by the way, and uh, playing through the damn thing, just enjoying the hell out of ourselves. Found out we could do that little battles where everybody got their own little ending and all that. We're just yeah, we're just playing, enjoying, sitting there geeking out about like, oh man, what if like Martian Manhunter? And sure enough, you get the DLC. And guess who shows up? Yeah. Oh man. And I talked to some guys who were who were really absurdly good at this game. Who uh, mm-hmm. they told me at some point when when Batgirl came out. Um, they just owned the rest of the universe because I don't know what it was that was misweighted about her, but there was a, a few of her stats apparently were off. Uh-huh. So if you knew how to do her correctly, that, yeah. you could just absolutely own the rest of the the multiplayer universe. Because mm-hmm. I, I I don't know, I ran into a couple guys that you know those like Star Labs things where we would sit there and try for like three days to get one of them right. <laughs> yeah, I literally was talking to guys who were like, dude, that was like there was like ten minutes. You want me to come over and beat it for you real quick? <laughs> Are you kidding me? How do you? 
How do you make it through an entire battle without ever getting hit by a batarang? How? How? <laughs> We've still never done kryptonite batarangs. Yes. <laughs> we were not good enough gamers to pull that off. I, I literally had a guy Absolutely. scoff at me like, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's pretty easy. So I'm sorry. You're a better man than I am. I don't know. Congratulations on your hand-eye coordination, dick. Right. <laughs> I'm going to go watch cartoons. Right. <laughs> watch I'm cartoons and scribble in band handwriting about how much I like them. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, moving on to another video game that has been trending a lot because they release screenshots. Batman, the Telltale series, we talked about this earlier in the year. Um, they have released screenshots. It looks really cool, man. It looks like a comic book come to life. It's like a, uh, reminds me of Tim, uh, Tim Bradstreet, uh, art. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, it apparently, it apparently oh, yeah, features the got voices of weird, almost rotoscoped look to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it has the voices of Troy Baker as Batman, Laura Bailey as Selena Kyle, in Rytel as Alfred Pennyworth, Murphy Geyer, uh, as James Gordon, Travis Willingham as Harvey Dent, Aaron Yvette uh, as Vicky Vale, and Richard McGongle Gon- Gonagle, <laughs> as Carmine Falcone. Continuing uh, a long tradition of us screwing up names. Yay! Here's what uh, the Telltale Game CEO and co-founder Kevin Bruner had to say about the latest uh, video game here. We've been hard at work at Telltale creating an all-new iteration of the iconic Batman story that puts players in the suit of billionaire Bruce Wayne just as much as it will put them behind the mask, deciding how to carefully navigate a complex drama rich with action, crime, corruption, and villainy lurking around every corner of Gotham City. Mm. The complex life and fractured psyche of Bruce Wayne has lent itself to becoming a bold evolution of the signature telltale role-playing experience, and we couldn't be more excited as we prepare to debut the car- <laughs> sorry the series to players across the world this summer. Mm. It will be available for PC, Mac, and mobile devices and game consoles in the form of a special season pass disc, which will be released later this summer. Nice. It looks pretty. It looks pretty good. And are they? uh, By the way, do you know if they're planning a whole series on this? I don't. I think they're just doing the one, and they'll probably do more. Running out there, see how it goes. Successful. Sure. Same as normal. And the you know the Rocksteady series. I've I've lost track. Weren't they going to do a, a something that was supposed to follow Origins and the Rocksteady series? They are. They're supposed to, yeah. Okay, so that's going to be two uh, different. Apparently, they're also working on like a Superman and a Wonder Woman and a Suicide Squad. Oh, from what I hear. Oh, the video game gods are kind. <laughs> and if it happens, it'll be to date the first good Superman game that has ever existed. Right, I was about to say, you know, the super good, super. Uh, sorry, the video game gods should be kind. We 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 uh we had our our trial and our tribulation. We wandered through the desert for forty years looking yeah. for a good video game. I never actually <laughs> played Superman sixty four, but I know that having said those words, a few people are like reaching for medication right now, just just groping mm-hmm. groping for anxiolytics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so confusing. Right, so... It seems like such a, a workable thing. Um. I don't know why it hasn't worked. I th- Tell Tell Games does have a trailer up on their website. Ooh, it's not showy. It's no gameplay. It's the hype trailer. Oh. Hype trailer. Hype trailer. <laughs> Whatever the Screw term that, is, man. I'm supposed to be using for that. It looked fun, and it seems like it's focusing <laughs> on the. Um, they're focusing a lot on the fact that it is going to be kind of drawn. Like they're they're focusing on the fact yeah. that no, these were images. We're bringing to life. Oh, okay. Hmm. 
Cool. Yeah. All right, so before we get into live action and uh, movie and TV news stuff, and then after that, some animated news, so stick around. Woo. Really cool animated news coming up. Um, we are sponsored by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for Epic Geek and Gamer items and pop culture gear for less than 20 bucks a month. You get six to eight items that includes licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, that's it. It doesn't you happen. You are finished. It doesn't happen. <laughs> so go on over to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and enter the code giant size team up to save $3 off on any new subscription. That's any new subscription. However, their primary uh, theme this month is, uh, man, they're doing dystopia. Dystopia? Yeah, that's right. They're doing stuff with Robocop, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, The Matrix, Bioshock Infinite, and Fallout 4. You've got a figure, cool collectibles, and of course, the monthly tea. So if you want to check that out, uh, go on over to lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and get y'all shit, yo. Yeah. It's a good deal. I wish I had room for more Loot Crate. No. But if you've looked around your life and thought, I don't have anything, anything signifying my love for Bioshock Infinite. What have what have <laughs> I done? What have I done with my life? Well, if for you're twenty bucks, at your shelves, you got this hooked up. Look, less than twenty bucks because it's like three dollars off with us. There you go. Like, look at your shelves. If you don't have a RoboCop somewhere, <laughs> just the one. It's all been for naught. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're not saying you need a all tiny right, Neo because a tiny Neo just just looks like a weird dude in a duster. That's true. It's not very definitive. But maybe... But a tiny Robocop is very definitive. Maybe you need to know Kung Fu. Maybe. All right, so moving on to some movie news. The We got us some BVS Ultimate Edition news. Okay. Uh, Just when asked, you think you're out of that news cycle. I know, right? Um, a fan asked Larry Fong, Batman v Superman's cinematographer, oh, if yeah. the aspect ratio was going to change for the IMAX scenes, because in the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises Blu-rays, when it goes to IMAX, the aspect ratio changes on your Blu-ray. He says, uh, sadly, no, parentheses, parentheses, not my decision. <laughs> He's like, that, that said pre-order today. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, so, Batman v Superman, the Ultimate Edition leaked. Oh, hold on, though. Hold on. That, that wasn't the only thing Larry Fong said this week. Oh, I know. I'm coming to that. Okay. All right. Just making sure. It was actually very inspiring. Go forth, good sir. Right. Um, but the but BVS, the Ultimate Edition, did leak online. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's apparently in, H, in SD only. Um, it's, but, yeah. And I, I haven't... I haven't looked, and I, I, I didn't even search. To, is it, is it a, a rip leak or a shitty leak that might as well be in SD anyway? Apparently, it's like on like uh, Cinema Now and Flickster. Wow. Um, yeah. All right. But, um, but yeah, apparently it did leak, and um, there are a ton of spoilers out there, mm-hmm. and there are some really interesting little bits, because I read them, because I don't care. I've seen the movie. I just, you know. Here's the one thing I will say. I won't get into spoilers for the, sh- for the thing. Sure. But this was very... Uh, this made me happy. Mm-hmm. Someone wrote, the major difference is that 95% of the flow issues are re- are resolved. From a story standpoint, the Africa scenes, Clark's investigation into Batman, Lex's manipulating of Clark, and Lois's investigation leading to Lex are much clearer. But it's essentially the same story otherwise. So far, it's not that different. The pacing is much better already, though I'm only like 50 minutes in. Scenes last, lost, bleh, scenes last longer, so it's not so choppy. 
it's the same movie, so it's not like a radically different experience. It will be for some people if all that's true. Yeah. And they actually kind of, you know, give it an open shot, which well, you I know, would just if suggest you're a person like do. us and can intimate things. I, well, I mean, we, we, we did a lot of headcanon <laughs> to uh, to pull it in. And the thing is, like, we did headcanon to pull in, like, well, I think this happened. We're either about right. to be validated or uh, forsworn. I don't know which one's going to happen. Right. Um, it may be that we watch this and go, oh, I knew that would be there. I knew they must have filmed that. I knew they couldn't have written that script without including something around that. And mm-hmm. it may be that we watch this and go, we've trusted the wrong person. Can I... Can I do you think I can get this in Snyder We Trust bumper sticker off my car? <laughs> yeah. What do you use? Fingernail uh, polish so, or remover? Yeah. Last week, Larry Fong, cinematographer for BBS, the thing that you were just alluding to. Uh-huh. He, he did. He said, uh, those of you who are fans will dig it. If you hated it, you'll still hate it. And uh, I, it's being reported now that he said that he's turned about that entire uh, that entire statement. He's like, no, everyone will love it now. And that DC must have gotten to him. And I thought the same thing. I did. I even, it's still on Facebook where I was just like, ah, this stinks of studio, blah, blah, blah. But in doing my due diligence for the podcast, mm-hmm. I actually started looking around and uh, actually just went to his, his Twitter page. Man, he's totally messing with us. <laughs> he still thinks that you'll hate it. <laughs> no, I, the, the thing is, I... Regardless of whether what he said uh, was actually what he said, I still believe that that statement is going to be in, end up being true. Because I think it's going to be oh, a, sure. a small amount of people that... Because think about it like this. A lot of people's problem with the movie was what they did with the characters. It wasn't whether it was a, a movie that they felt was put together well enough. It wasn't pacing. It wasn't editing. And, and the, you know, plot holes we can all deal with when we really want to. Uh, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I got onto people who were going, oh, this plot hole, blah, 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 that ruined the movie for me. Because what I was, what I wanted to get across to some of the people that were trying to point out like, oh, this, this happened. And so, man, you would let that go in any movie that you liked. You just didn't like this movie yeah. because it didn't approach the characters in a way that you, you appreciated. And that's fine. It took a chance and yeah. it, it was going to have a percentage that was never going to like it. So like the people right. that were never going to like it, I think are still never going to like it. But th- there will be like a little subset of, of gray area people that wanted to like it, mm-hmm. but thought it was kind of a badly put together movie. I'm praying this, mm-hmm. this part kind of brings, uh, at least gets them out of hawk and uh, where they can enjoy the movie. As much as we did, because um, God help us, we actually liked it. Uh, yeah, we did. And look, but uh, here's here's a summation of the stuff on his on Twitter account. Uh, those of you who are fans will dig it. If you hate it, you'll still hate it. A right. fan wrote, "Larry, I'm having a debate. Does this mean haters gonna hate, or well, the movie is still bad?" And he <laughs> said, "The former." <laughs> um, someone, uh, another fan wrote, "This is exactly what I was thinking. The Ultimate Edition is clearly for the fans." And he says, "So obvious." Uh, another fan said, oh, and yes, the BVS Ultimate Cut looks awesome, but Larry Fong is right. It's for those who enjoy the movie, it won't convert anyone. Larry says, exactly, not so complicated nor controversial. Then he wrote, watch the Ultimate Edition again, now believe everyone will love it. I did hear Pre-order that part today. too. I did hear that part too. <laughs> um. <laughs> you know, the, the you said like the Africa stuff, the investigation stuff, that all gets cleared up and like it doesn't feel mm-hmm. choppy, it doesn't feel like you you miss stuff. You don't have to employ headcanon nearly as much. The thing I'm curious about is the extended ending. That's the one that's yeah. actually got me really curious. Mm. Mm. Oh, you know, you're just going to be kind and not tell me. I know nothing. Oh, well then, please, in the future, when you find out, because you inevitably will, be kind and don't tell me. <laughs> we'll have this conversation in about nine days. I've seen, 
I've seen several spoilers. I'm not saying anything. Um, I know. I know. There's a uh, there's another fan who says, Hi, Larry. Is there Are there any scenes in the BVS Ultimate Edition that will be blowing everyone's mind? Larry says, Yes. They've added snarky comedy humor comebacks to all of Batman's dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a, a nude scene with Margaret Robbie. Um, and he says, I have to sign off, but thanks to... Thanks to those of you who get it, you mean the world. Yeah, so he's he's obviously messing with people, and all these news sites are, are saying, like, oh, no, look at this. Like, he's clearly, yeah. He I, has... mean, I thought that, too, but that was based on an article I read. I didn't actually go to the Twitter feed. Yeah. Because they didn't say any of that in the Twitter feed. I mean, in, in the uh, article, not the Twitter feed. The, this is, you know, you guys got to be careful about what you're reading on the internet, man. Gets me, too. It, yeah. Yeah, you gotta dig deep. You know the funny part though? He he has the ability to, to do that. Like he has the standing to sit there and just screw with everybody because you know the one thing no one ever said about this movie? Well it was shot badly. <laughs> the movie was gorgeous. I don't care who you were or what you thought was happening. The movie was gorgeous. You just put that mm-hmm. thing on mute and stare. And for some of you I suggest you do put it on mute and stare because you're never going to like it. <laughs> oh man. Uh so they have un like Hot Topic has put out a uh, figure, a picture of the Joker metal diecast figure, mm. and uh, if you turn him around, you can see a dragon tattoo on his back <clears throat> that looks very much like Jim Lee's All Star Batman and Robin Joker. Ooh, right. Ooh, quick little nod. I've I've been told the props yeah. department has just been laughing their asses off, thinking, dude, it never made it into the movie. You're never going to know about this, but you will not believe the little nod they had on this little prop they made us make. Yeah. There was there was a lot of thought. A lot of love in there. So Suicide Squad is going to be rated PG-13, uh, as if we didn't know that already. Uh, right. It's being said that it's for sequences of violence and action throughout, disturbing behavior, suggestive content, and language. Meaning you will get an ultimate edition of that as well. Yay! I hope so. Probably, what, about ten months from now? Nine, ten months from now? Hmm. Comes out in August. I'm down. You'll probably get it in, like, March-ish, April-ish. I'm down. <laughs> I'll own it. Oh. I mean, shit. Oh, absolutely. There was something else I wanted to talk about real quick. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I, I saw this and I, I didn't think about it for a while because I'm lame. Mm-hmm. Um, comic book debate on Twitter, uh, at comic book debate, uh, put, uh, put up a post that said, Avengers was the sixth film of MCU. Justice League will be the fifth film of DCEU. DC isn't rushing out their universe. <laughs> okay that part's fair you know why it comes across as rushing though that I, because like everyone was in bbs <laughs> yeah um i mean they squeezed them in there too I, I, i've i've got no no anyone who said yeah no they seriously they made room for them and they put them in yeah okay i i freely admit it i was yeah. just so happy to see them i didn't care um like clicking on emails that, that's a fine expositional tool for me i don't it, whatever sure um, yeah, but I had not even thought about that, but I started thinking about it. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Man of Steel, BBS, Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Number five is Justice League. No. And that's, that's accurate. And if you, if you decide to exclude Incredible Hulk, it's still number five and many people do. Right. <laughs> Incredible Hulk's canon. Sorry. Thunderbolt Ross. I know. Civil War. I know. Which by the way, we don't hate. Stop telling people we hate it. <laughs> MCU cast and fans of MCU cast. I like it better than Thor. We will go on record saying we like this movie. Stop I liked it the better lies. than Thor, which I Stop which the I in lies. turn which I in turn liked better than Incredible Hulk. Right. 
I liked Civil War better than Iron Man 2. <laughs> That's not saying much. It's I not liked okay. it just fine. The, um, yeah, it's, uh, I have boredom issues, but that was about it. I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. But aside uh, from that, what, um, what, <laughs> what the MCU got to do that uh, DC is not getting to do uh-huh. is tease us. I mean, there, there were teasers throughout the first few movies before we actually knew, oh, no, seriously, we're going to do an Avengers movie. Yeah. It had not been an established business policy to actually do that. Right. So we got, we got to go watch this movie and go watch this movie and think, oh, man, you know, what if they pull, pull, up, pull up these guys together? Well, you know, we're watching BBS and you get to the end of that. Spoilers. Um, mm-hmm. Just in case. Um, <laughs> you get to the end of that movie and they basically give you like the mission statement and, and discuss the preliminary foundings of a justice league that it, we all know where we're going. And that's because we've been spoiled by MCU and uh, the Avengers. I, it, I don't, it felt like it took forever. It felt like you were trying to wake up mm-hmm. every day on Christmas Eve when the MCU was doing what they were doing here. Yeah. I mean, it's Christmas at nine o'clock. You've had breakfast and you're, you just, you know, the gifts are in the other damn room. You know, they are, you know, they are. And you're wondering but how you're fast you, you can like actually eat scrambled eggs. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think there's a small perceptive yeah. difference. Yeah. So, Jared Leto was talking about the Joker. Mm-hmm. He says, the only villain who may be more infamous than the Joker is the devil. <laughs> that may be right. <laughs> he said, the Joker is an icon, a legend, the baddest of the bad, and seems to be having the most fun. Hard not to be a fan of that. I knew I was going to have to dive deep and go to a place I had never gone before. We, uh, David Ayer and he sat outside Ayer's house and talked, and it was clear he wanted to make something really different. He wanted to break some rules, and that's very compelling. I got the sense he was on a mission. This wasn't just a movie for him. Oh, that's neat. I don't think I don't think he's right though. I think Hitler might be more uh, more infamous than the Joker. Eh, not as a eh, not as a figurative villain. You know, I mean, there are figurative and uh, Hitler corporeal may be more villains. Hitler than the devil. <laughs> and yeah, actually, that's that's probably accurate. Right. I yeah. would like to see the 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 stats on world religions versus people who have taken a history class. But there's a real chance you're right, right. about that. But if you take well, out corporeal I mean, villains and just go to uh, villains that have never been actually instantiated. I'll, I'm just going to go with figurative villains here. Um, I mean, if you say, hey, will you stop slurping your drink? You're done. It's over. There's no more drink. Right. Just stop slurping. And they go, all right, Hitler. <laughs> they don't say, all right, devil, or all right, Joker. All right, Hitler. Don't like the fact that someone's not wearing a belt? Hitler. <laughs> I I don't think I hear that used as often as you're saying. Oh, everyone always talks. like people. That's like the first thing anyone throws out at you. Like, oh, you're Hitler. Trump is Hitler. No, he's not. He's an idiot, but he's not Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I see where you're coming from, but it's not that deep right now. Not saying it may not get there. If he releases a book called My Struggle, we're going to have a real conversation. I heard someone say, Obama's liberal Hitler. I went, whoa, whoa, what? How did those terms go together? I'm confused. (laughs) It's like both sides use it. Yeah. Ineffectually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. I think uh, Hitler is. I think Hitler's a little. A little. You may be right. I think he wins. You may be. He wins the. Right he wins that. the villain award. <sighs> you may actually be right about that. I can't think of a, an example so, to actually top it. I really can't. I know. 
So apparently Suicide Squad is going to be huge at Comic-Con. Uh, they're going to have cast appearance, uh, bleh, cast appearances, signings, uh, a real-life recreation of the Bell Rev Penitentiary. Mm. Um, apparently, I'm just going to read what this says, because I don't know. Uh, the festivities begin well before Comic-Con, mm-hmm. with DC's Squad Up Thursday Cosplay Contest, Jesus. which will uh, invite you to dress up like your favorite squad member and upload it to Instagram with the hashtag... Uh, hashtag squad up contest mm-hmm. and um, let's see there will be one winner for each main character 11 winners total who will all receive an all expenses paid trip to comic con next month uh, then at the actual con cast members will be available at the suicide squad booth to sign autographs take pictures with fans and the hard rock hotel will be turned into a real life bell rev complete with a harley quinn tattoo parlor and vr experience in which fans get to fight alongside their favorite anti-heroes in a scene from the film jesus right this is san diego right <laughs> yeah san diego comic-con only as dcc 24th <laughs> suicide squad hits theaters august 5th dear lord they've been planning that for a while yeah. too that is man that is extravagant yeah. And I would do every single thing you just named. <laughs> Go get you a duster, Captain Boomerang. Oh, yeah. I'll get me a, There's some a cosplay henna shit you tattoo do. with the thing. And yes, sir, I would. So, uh, you know Rick Famuyiwa, the guy that just got the directing gig for The Flash? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He uh, he put up a tweet. He put up a picture on, on, on his Twitter account. Uh, at Rick Famuyiwa. Went to DC Comics and entered the Speed Force. The Speed Force. Almost lost myself. Don't remember much, but had this when I emerged. There are. There is a new Fifty Two. He's got a new Fifty Two Flash action figure. He's got a DC Comics Icons Flash action figure. <laughs> a uh, a statue of the Flash standing on top of Gorilla Grodd. A Funko Pop Flash action figure. Check out the other swag though. The Flash Omnibus by Jeff Johns 2. The Flash Omnibus by Jeff Johns 3. <laughs> the, the Flash by Jeff Johns Volumes 1 and 2. The Trial of the Flash. The Flash of the Silver Age. DC Comics Classics Library. The Flash of Two Worlds. Flash The Return of Barry Allen by Mark Wade. Final Crisis. <laughs> I mean, I can't even read all these. It's so far. Reading. I count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, It's taking Dave this long to count. Yeah, Apparently I, the number I, is that high. I, I count I count at least 35 graphic Jesus. novels. <laughs> I can't read all the titles. <laughs> it's on his I it's thought on you were going to say like at least 15. No, 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 no. 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 I, I can't even see all the titles. I Man, I mean, one of those might be a... Uh, I'm looking at my own. One of those might be a DC Comics Encyclopedia. Not entirely sure, but there's a lot of name, there's a lot of Jeff Johns floating around out here. Well, that's probably so, yeah. a good place to start. Um, wow. All right. Yeah. Well, if he goes in and screws it up, it won't be because he didn't have the proper literature. <laughs> right. So, we know you own the books. It's on you now, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, James Wan is in the news a whole lot. You remember James Wan, right? The director of... Aquaman. Uh, Aquaman. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, by the way, I forgot to mention this. Today is Roland Smoker's birthday, and we put it up on our Facebook page. Go check out our Facebook page. We put stuff up there a fair amount. Um, Facebook.com forward slash DC on screen. But Roland Smoker's birthday, he's a loyal listener, fan of ours, friend of ours. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
It's his birthday, so happy birthday, Roland. I meant to mention that up at the top of the, sh- of the show, but I did not. Hey, buddy. I'm lame. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, James Wan is in the news a whole bunch. Uh, he's talking to, first up, he's talking to, uh, Steve Frosty Weintraub over at Collider about why superhero movies are popular. Um, he says, I think a big part of it is because we're finally at the point where we can actually tell these larger than life stories and have the technology to make them work. There's one factor, sorry, that's one factor that we can create these whiz bang visuals to go with the story. And ultimately superheroes say a lot about the society we grow up in. Pretty much all the good superheroes have some kind of social commentary about why they are who they are. It teaches values. And so it's a very important thing. On one hand, it works on a surface level because it's super incredible to watch from a visual feast standpoint. But on another level, it works on a very human level. Uh, it works on a very human emotional level. And it, I think it makes it fun for us. Um, he says, let me pose a question to, to, uh, sorry, let me pose a question. Do you think people are having a superhero fatigue? I don't know what this, I don't know what this frosty guy sounds like. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to make up a voice. Mm-hmm. I think that yes and no. I think there are certain characters that the audience is a little bit, I don't want to say tired of, but you can't keep on telling the same story. And I think one of the reasons why, and Juan says, which one, of, which one of the characters is that? I don't want to say because some of these people, you know what I mean. I'm loving ha, this ha, ha. so much. You're not the one getting interviewed. You can always censor yourself out. What I'm saying is, I think one of the reasons why, truthfully, why the Marvel movies have been so successful is that they flipped each film on its head. Like The Winter Soldier was a 70s political thriller. It's just different kinds of stories. There's an element where you need to flip it on its head, and you need to reinvent it. That's very true. If your franchise has been around for a while, you have to find ways to keep it fresh, and I totally agree with you. That is just fantastic. And now he just pets Kermit on the head and says, that's a good boy. Hi-ho. Here's a treat. Hi-ho. Yeah. Thank you for sitting down with me today, James Wan. <laughs> hey, look. Hi-ho. Miss Piggy. <laughs> um, so uh, James Wan was actually, I, uh, he was I, also asked. I, I enjoyed that much more, much more than my voice would have let on. I was, I was fascinated. I wasn't sure you'd be down for that. I was I, I absolutely do down it. for that. That was that that actually that made sense. Plus, it uh it, it somehow managed to uh to get across the level of condescension. I think Juan was really trying to get across himself. So. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you know, you could probably edit out your own comments if you want to, because you know I wouldn't want to suggest <laughs> it, but it's your interview, so like I, I, you, I'm not. Are you I'm like are you writing in pen or like pencil? Yeah, I'm not saying he was being condescending to the guy. It, it seemed a lot nicer if when I read it quietly. Um, it might so, have been absolutely cordial. Uh, it just seemed like he was trying to leave him a door on the way out. Yeah. Um, in regards to DC shakeups that we keep hearing about, uh-huh. uh, James Wan says, To be honest, it's not as dramatic as the press is making it out to be from what I'm seeing. And right now I'm seeing everything as more an outsider looking into this box. So from that perspective, it's really cool that it's not crazy, crazy dramatic. I think it's great. While Juan mentioned he hasn't really seen the shakeups, he has been clo- working closely with Johns on Aquaman. Um, different interview. Do you want to hear about what he has to say about uh, about his villains? Yeah. He says, I gotta say one thing I love about the Aquaman world is all the really different, really interesting characters. They are interesting characters, including the villains. I'm not going to tell you which villains, plural, uh-huh. I'm going to be playing with, but they're super, curl, uh, super cool. They're very larger than life. But they're unique. I like that you almost developed a news phrase in like Aquaman world. Like, oh, it's so super coral. Super coral. Yeah, that was just me screwing. It How up. is that? Is that uh? <laughs> you like that? Oh, it's totally coral. No. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That Jason. dinner was amazing. You, oh, it was straight coral. No, not giving up, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, did you know that uh, James Wan had a he actually had a choice between the Flash and Aquaman? Mm, and he went with Aquaman. Hmm. Yeah, and since the last time was so good with 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 what I did before with the voice, I'm going to do a different voice because I don't know Mike Ryan. What he sounds like, uh, Mike Ryan at Upper Rocks. I have no idea what he sounds like. Sure. So I'm just going to do something. This is Mike Ryan. <laughs> when I talk normally, it's going to be James Wan. Right, right. <laughs> is it fair to say about Furious 7, your upcoming Aquaman doesn't happen? <laughs> Are those the dots to connect? I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of both. Before Furious 7, I had made The Conjuring for Warner Brothers, so I'd already had a lot of conversations with Warner Brothers, and they knew very early on that... I had said I would love to be a part of the DC Universe. And this is early on. This is back in the early days when The Conjuring was just about to come out. So they've so they've been talking to me about that. So it goes back that far? Yeah, we've been talking about it for a while. Was it always Aquaman? Or were other DC movies in the mix? It was. Well, oh geez. This would be a big tidbit. They asked me which of the two characters I'd be interested in, and it was between The Flash and Aquaman. A lot of people might have picked The Flash. That's interesting. How did you weigh those two? This is how I weighed it. For me, we've seen various versions of The Flash. There's a current popular television show. Exactly. There's a popular (laughs) show on TV, and there was a great one in the 90s. I watched every episode. Exactly. I loved that Flash. But the thing that ultimately pushed me towards Aquaman is I love the possibility of creating a whole new world. I've always wanted to do a world creation story, and visually create this amazing, incredible, magical kingdom. And also, I love the fact that Aquaman is an underdog character. I love the fact that people like to make fun of him. I feel the bar is a lot lower, and I can have fun with him. Like on Entourage. Yeah, exactly. Everyone makes fun of him, and I actually don't mind that. What it allows me to do... I think people are a lot less precious with him than, say, you were doing a Spider-Man or a Batman or whatever. There will not be a hashtag not my Aquaman hashtag. Not many people have an Aquaman. Maybe the Super Friends version? Exactly. That's exactly it. I felt like it allows me the freedom to just tell the story of the character I wanted to tell. And I think that... I think what I proved for myself with Fast and Furious 7, how I took on this massive movie and I was able to overcome the tragedy that befell the production, I think it really proved to everyone I'm capable of doing more than just horror movies. Hmm. I I humbly bow. That's that. that. (laughs) Also, Juan's, Juan's right on point. I do wonder, though, if if he had said, like, well, I, I think I'd rather work on The Flash if they had uh, intended to say, well, that position's been filled, but thank you for coming in. Mm-hmm. I have seen employment traps work, work, work that way. Yeah. I've actually even done that one. I guess so, yeah. But it sounds like he has a pretty good idea of, like, what he wants to do with it. And he's uh, deadly accurate, him and, uh, him and the gravelly-voiced guy are <laughs> deadly accurate, I think, about... The the you you've got no bar, man. You've got you, you've got no expectations. Uh, they're they're right. There's not going to be a that's not my Aquaman. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right. We live in an infinite world. Almost. Um. There will be people that say that's not my Aquaman. Oh sure. Because inevitability, folks. Inevitability. But you you just there will be people in their fifties and sixties who are like that doesn't look like Aquaman. Aquaman looked different. He used to ride seahorses. Right. Yeah. That's um. And there have been some some truly dark <laughs> versions coming out of the books in the last you know fifteen years or so. Um, been some mean ass motherfuckers come out of there. So if he's not mean <laughs> enough, you know that you might get Thank that. Thank you, Peter David. Yeah. Um, 
If he doesn't have a hook hand, you know, and he doesn't, obviously. Um, no, not yet. Not yet. Fingers crossed. That could be the whole point of the first movie. Even though he doesn't have it in the comics anymore, so probably so, not. So, I guess not, but I don't know. I haven't, got a, I haven't gotten... I liked it when he had that cool, like, liquid hand that, like, could morph into different oh, things. Oh, that, isn't that neat? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? He's the Phil Coulson of the DC Universe. I haven't gotten to read... And the Thor of the DC Universe. I haven't gotten to read the, the Aquaman Rebirth, because they're all sold everywhere. Oh, I'm not talking about Rebirth, Aquaman. I'm talking about, like, 15 years ago, No, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, I'm talking about whether they're going to continue that one-handed version oh. and all that stuff. Um, I made, oh, I I made know. the I terrible, the terrible mistake of... Um, well, it was a cool idea, though, and you never know what they're going to pick up in Rebirth. For God's sake, look what we picked up in yeah, Rebirth. I guess not. Um, I, I made the terrible mistake of being out of the country because uh, I just didn't time it. Just didn't time it well enough. I should have thought about when Rebirth was I told was you happening. it was a bad time. Should have told... I told you it was a bad time for a wedding, but you didn't listen. I should have thought about it. I was like, no. I didn't even know about Rebirth. I was just like, no, series finales. And you were like, no, it's time. I literally, I had tables. <laughs> I had like, we had to set up stuff for the event. I had tables and, and props and all the kind of crap you have to have in your freaking, like, to, to transport and set up and decorate and all that stuff. I had that in my car and I'm like traveling 30 minutes away to find a copy of Rebirth number one from Jeff Johns. Like, no, some of you people have to have this. How do I find it? I finally found it. <laughs> it was like 36 hours before I'm I, I, I'm supposed to get married. I'm I'm trying to hunt down this this copy of this book. Um, because you can't have it all, ladies and gentlemen. Trying to, I found the book and I got married. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> now, I I went on the honeymoon and I I uh, I didn't. I'm not going to be able to get any of the first issues of like anything that's come out. But uh, oh well. Well, at least the first printings. No, oh, the first printings. I mean, yeah. I meant the first printing, sorry. And they're going to do second printings yeah. for anyone else who's thinking, oh, you know, you just got to wait a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. All right. I, do you want to jump over to TV? Let's do it. All right. So we talked about last week that uh, Superman is officially going to be on the first two episodes of Supergirl when it comes back. Um, since the announcement, though, fans of actor Matt Cohen, I don't know him from, from Adam, though. I, Matt Cohen, yeah. fans have been campaigning for him to get the role. He's apparently known for being on Supernatural as a John, young uh, a young John Winchester, mm-hmm. dad to lead characters Sam and Dean. Um, he looks like Superman. He does. He looks very, he looks like very, <laughs> he looks more CW Superman than Tom Willing. <laughs> And that's saying something, because Tom Welling is CW Superman, like literally. Nope, I admit, um, I freely admit that that guy's got exactly the the right face. Sadly, like the my first thought was when I saw his picture, I was like, he does look like a low rent Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, they've they've started a hashtag. Bat Cohen is Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no word on the casting though. Just thought I'd mention that if you guys are into that, I don't know. Go I don't know. He's on, like, he was up. on Supernatural last year, but I'm looking at his IMDb right now, and man, he's on General Hospital at the moment. Oh, okay. I, you might be able to get this cat for cheap. Yeah, so you can spend all yeah, your money on the effects, which is probably what you should do. So you're saying Supernatural was a step up for this kid? Yeah, yeah, but it looked like he had. He a... might be. My only concern is he looks a little young. He looks a little young to be Superman. I don't know. But, uh, All right, Superman seems perpetually stuck at about 30. So, um, 30? 30, yeah. 35? Yeah. Or as so Kevin Smith of, calls uh, it, 33, the Jesus age. Right. Um, speaking of folks coming over to Supergirl, apparently they're bringing in Lena Luthor. 
Lex's kid sister. Oh, well, there's um, a pull. Yeah, I mean, well, she was in Smallville. Oh, well. So, <laughs> she was in Smallville. She was in two episodes of Superboy in 90, 1991. Uh, Kara's best friend in Supergirl Cosmic Adventures. Wow. Um, you were naming everything I've never been able to watch. Right? <laughs> Just naming, like, everything that's a blind spot for me. <laughs> well, Cosmic Adventures was a comic book. Um, oh, sorry. She was introduced that's in That's how deeply I don't Superman's know that one. Yeah, she was introduced in 1961, Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane, number 23. Mm. Um, in this iteration, though, they're describing her as sexy and smart and determined to get what she wants, a woman between the ages of 25 and, 30, uh, 25, and 35, arriving in National City to get away from the shadows of her older brother. That is like everybody on Supergirl. I know, right? There are nothing... Oh, I, I don't want to say this. I, I shouldn't put it as absolute. But there are a lot of empowered female characters on Supergirl. Uh-huh. I dig them. There's going to be more. There's, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, pile them on the heat. There's going to be more, because they are looking to cast lesbian police detective Maggie Sawyer. Well, there you go. Remember Maggie? She was in She was in Batman, the, I mean, sorry, Superman, the animated series. Remember? Oh. Dan Turpin's partner, Maggie. Oh, wow. And remember how TAS, like, broke new ground without saying it? Like, they, like, actually had her injured, and she was, like, in the hospital, and they had and the, the lady that in. was there, and everyone just kind of assumed it was her sister, and it was it totally wasn't her sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember if it was the wife or the girlfriend, um, but yeah, I kind of I, I remember watching that. Going, oh, did they really do that? Okay, <laughs> yeah, they did. All right. She also she also showed up on Smallville, and uh, yeah, that's uh, so they're bringing her in. Uh, she's going to be the head of the newly formed Science Police, which just sounds lame. That I don't know even know what that. Hopefully, means. that's a placekeeper. Hopefully, um, they're also bringing in a female head of Project Cadmus. I gotta admit, though, um, I would like the science police more if they were police who were very focused on science and not. It, if if their uh, their goal was to use science for its greatest policing benefits rather than the other thing. Yeah, but yeah, they're uh, bringing in a female head of Project Cadmus, uh, Serling Roquette, girl genius is what they're calling her here. Um, so right. I don't know, bringing in a lot of women, and some some might pejoratively claim this character as a woman. I wouldn't. Because I have class. <laughs> Snapper Carr is coming to the show. <laughs> hold, hold on. Just the name Snapper Carr makes me laugh. Um. <laughs> I, hold on. I got to make sure I was thinking about the right person. Yeah, no, seriously. You mean Snapper Carr. Uh-huh. Snapper Carr. You mean Snapper Carr. <laughs> you mean Snapper goddamn Carr. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I will say the, this. Uh, Whatever they do. routine mascot yeah. of the... Justice League of America. Yeah, the thing yeah. they brought in just to try to explain everything to everyone because uh, the JLA needed a teenage uh, <clears throat> proxy, I guess. Uh, it uh, needed uh, it needed someone to to exposit to all the the teenagers, and he would get your attention, right? Um, and he snaps his he snaps his fingers. Yeah, he was like I, I I seriously a shiver went down my spine when he said that. But I will say this: being optimistic. Uh huh. It literally does not matter what they do with the words snapper car. Uh-huh. They cannot possibly do anything worse. Like, snapper car could literally yeah. be a fish that someone keeps in her aquarium. That could be, like, Supergirl's favorite fish. <laughs> and it would still be the I best totally version of that, that character. <laughs> okay, so in Supergirl, snapper car is going to be a veteran journalist hired by Catco to shore up its news division. Um, we've seen this kind of treatment before in uh, Justice League, the uh, animated series... Uh, by Bruce Tim, um, Snapper Carr was a news journalist who was like man in the street reporting on the alien invasion in the pilot episode. All right. 
So, I mean, we've seen it before. He didn't snap. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember him snapping. Thank goodness. I wouldn't mind him snapping. I wouldn't mind him being, like, you know, reporter and, like, snapping at people. Like, come on, like, snapping at no, interns. If you're, like, come if you're on, doing the, like, my hey, coffee. hey, I need my coffee, cameras, boy. cameras, get yeah. them over here. Get them over here. Yeah. Dear Lord. I can't believe we're talking the about Gordon snapper Gordon Ramsay car. of journalism. <laughs> so, uh... Gotham, we're hi- jumping over to Gotham news. Gotham is looking for uh, someone to play Vicky Vale. Oh, okay. She's going to be called Valerie, apparently, or she apparently so far is being called Valerie in uh, the casting circles. But um, she's an ambitious young journalist. Of course she is. And she's going to be in her late 20s. Of course she is. So, so much for Bruce hitting that. <laughs> <laughs> Silver is still your best chance. Of course, I don't know. We, of course, I don't know. We've we've survived the Star Wars prequels, and mm, that's fair. By God, Anakin did get with Natalie Portman. <laughs> that's that's fair. Someone anyway, will probably tell me so, that's not uh, fair, but it sounds fair. Robin Lord Taylor was just Pingers. talking about how uh, how Penguin is going to be in the new season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, "I think going into season three, it's all guns blazing." Yes. <laughs> And also, he's learned, having been at the top for the brief period, he learned how much he, he learned now how much more difficult it is, and he severely overestimated his own abilities. And he didn't take into account the fact that when you're the king of Gotham, you have a giant, giant target on your back in a way that you never did before. I think that's the most valuable lesson that he learned this season. So, yeah. Apparently, Corey Michael Smith, the guy that's playing the Riddler, mm-hmm. he's uh, campaigning because of, <laughs> I guess, because of uh, Paul Rubens being. Uh, Penguin's father in season two. Sure. He's now campaigning to get Jim Carrey as, as the as the Riddler's father. Oh, that sounds hilarious. <laughs> he might do it. Just you know, promise that Emma Stone's going to be on the show somehow. Well, that, um, that'd be cool too. No, I, I the last time I saw Jim Carrey on a television show it was The Office. Uh huh. That was real weird. And it it really was for a number of reasons. Uh, the, the the weirdest to me was uh, I had actually stopped watching The Office around that time. Mm-hmm. Like nine or ten months before, or maybe a year before uh, he showed up, I, there was right. some episode when it was him and Holly, wasn't that her name? Where it just felt, yeah. it felt so detached yeah. from anything. I, I don't know. It was so, it was so strange. I kind of thought, man, I don't have time for this right now. And it, it was, it was a slight time restriction. Like, with all the best that were, I, I would have watched it, but um, I just. I didn't have time, and I wasn't going to force time for it, and it started feeling like it was really going off the rails. And there was one episode that came on where I went, you know what? I'm done. And me and you were joking about it, and I went, you know what? All right, tell you what. If they get Jim Carrey on the damn show, I'll watch this show again. Because at this point, I was like six months behind, and I'd missed a, like <laughs> a, a, probably like 18 episodes or something. Before? No, it really was before. Was before like the... It was before they even talked about having anybody on as a cameo. I said, you know what? Screw it. Tell you what, they get Jim Carrey on the show, I'll watch this damn show again. Because we'd been and talking about it like, for so long that you were going, oh man, it got good again. And I was going, no, I don't have time. And I I dung into my trenches. And then sure enough, sure enough, guess who cameoed is possibly the, uh, what what they call him, the Autumn Strangler or something? Is <laughs> one of the people that no, might have been? I, I don't know. They, I, I don't remember. There was the, uh, it was the Scranton Strangler. Scranton Strangler. But that Thank was you. an ongoing bit. Where like Toby was at a trial and the Scranton Strangler and he thinks he knows who it is. That was an ongoing bit that played for like seasons and seasons. Oh yeah, yeah, it just but, it um, was a, a lead in for for yeah, I, yeah. But I they had, they were auditioning uh, they were auditioning uh, people to be. It was like the end of a season. It was a well, it was it yeah. literally was. I, I want to say season seven's finale where they uh, absolutely that, they were auditioning it, yeah. people to be 
season eight's like uh, replacement for Steve Carell in the office, um, not just as an actor, literally in the manager of the that branch. And mm-hmm. um, sure enough, he popped on doing what I remember being kind of close to a fire marshal Jim impression. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was that. Uh, you're talking about fire marshal Bill from In Living Color. Bill, I don't think you. it was anything like it. Oh, it wasn't that. Uh, was it wasn't that deep. It just sounded real. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know why I remember I mean, that. It did, but only in the sense that every Jim Carrey character does. That's fair. Because they they were all played by Jim Carrey. <laughs> <laughs> but then, for God's sake, like know. James Spader gets up there and you go, "Oh, no, that's that's going to be the guy that's going to be around next season." Yeah, we're not going to have I mean, season eight starring Jim Carrey. And, no, and it wasn't. It was you know, it wasn't even that. It was uh, James Spader. Just like they were like, he's the man for the job. We think is he somehow like charmed his way in. And then like we come back and like nope he charmed his way to the top he somehow convinced their Kathy big Bates. boss to make him the big boss or something to yeah. give up her title or something we're like wait what the hell just happened <laughs> <laughs> like he got the job and looked around and went no I deserve a better job <laughs> um but, you know, Robert California was that character's yeah name. it was anyway moving on this All is gonna right. piss you off oh I think they what? are recasting Poison Ivy. What, seriously? Yep. That little girl? Yep. You're right, that is going to piss me off. And by that, Uh, I mean, it is pissing me off. She is going to be recast with the show looking for, quote, an actress in her late teens to assume the now series regular role of the would-be Echo Terrorist. Oh, fuck. Yep. Oh. All right, I'm not even going to comment. I've got to have some time to, like, cope with that. I'll comment. I think the girl they've got is creepy as hell. They don't need to recast her at a different age. That's freaking weird. Um, it kind of makes me wonder if they're actually jumping ahead in years on the show. Like, I would I hope because that's the only good. I ex- think, I, 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 that's why I said I didn't want to comment. I was on. A, I want to come up with some reason this might be acceptable. That's mm-hmm. about the only reason I can, off the top of my head, think of uh, that this might be acceptable. Well, David Mazouche, you throw a couple of lifts in his shoes, and he looks older already. He looks fine. Oh shit, that um, kid's that kid's growing. You give him the summer yeah. and he'll pretty much knock that out for you. It could it could actually be like he's growing so much and Selena, she's probably where she's gotta stay. Um she's like sixteen. I don't really see her growing too much more. She may not grow much more, but she doesn't have to. But the girl who plays Ivy, she seemingly has not grown in quite a long time. Yeah, she looks significantly smaller. She looks very small, very young. They might have to. I mean, this might be a necessity. I don't want to be too mad at them, but I don't know. If they're jumping forward, that's that's definitely one thing. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like they're going to jump forward because they just spoilers. Um, they they just spoilers finished, for Gotham. <laughs> they just finished the season <laughs> with like Fish Mooney's back, biatch, and right there's this weird uh, hush kid running around. I I. Yeah. There, there's David Mazuse number two running around. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do with him, but it doesn't seem like they're gonna recast both of them. It doesn't seem like they're gonna necessarily yeah. jump in. And they, and they can, they can with everybody except the kids, especially the adolescents. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not being remiss here. I, I'm aware of the story uh, of the headlines out there. Like doppelganger is gonna cause problems for Bruce. I just thought it was so obvious it wasn't really worth I, even. Yeah, that down. that was the whole damn point of the season finale. <laughs> that was the, la- the the whole point of the last 25 seconds of that show. Mm-hmm. They're just filling time there. But, oh, man, I, I hate that for that, that kid. I know. And, look, if they're jumping ahead, well, like like we've already said, that's one thing. But if they're just replacing her for the the sake of replacing her because they're going to try to do a different story, you lost me. You lost me, guys. 
Yeah. I, I, mean, I don't I don't know what to do it, with it. But... I just I, there's going to be that disconnect with me every time I see that character going, "Okay, what what did did you expect me to just forget?" Right. I don't know. There's a possibility years with that this she's girl. not poison ivy. And she there was fantastic. A that she's, there's a possibility she's not really poison ivy. She might just be Ivy Pepper. And maybe there's another character who comes to know her named Pamela Isley. That would who's work. introduced to like botany and shit through her. All that could work. I don't know. Even an older sibling know. that uh, takes a turn. Anything. Anything. Just don't, mm-hmm. just don't do the recast. Just don't do the recast. Yeah. I don't know. So This is, this is me begging. To... The sound of me begging. This is the sound of begging. Well done. Hello, recast, my old friend. (laughs) Don't want to see you here again. We all remember Kilmer and Clooney. (laughs) Anyway. Clooney's hard to round. I'm not even going to try. (laughs) On to the flash. Uh... Mark Acelio of TV Line in his Ask Acelio, I guess this Acelio column. We never get around. Who cares? Nothing, Go for it. I'm seeing nothing firm yet on Mirror Master being introduced, but there's a curious new breakdown to wrap your. But here's a curious new breakdown to wrap your noodle around. For season three, the CW hit is casting the major recurring character of Barry's slightly older, slightly geekier contemporary, a guy who is as smart as he is intuitive. As such, this newcomer doesn't buy Barry's nice guy routine and sets out to learn what he's hiding, all while concealing some secrets of his own. Hmm. I don't know who that can mean. I, you know, I'm just, I'm the guy who's always Ted sitting Cord! here. <laughs> no. I'm just always sitting here going, it better be Cobalt Blue. <laughs> <laughs> You've been saying that since, That doesn't like even the, fit the description. That doesn't even fit the description of Cobalt Blue. <laughs> no, it doesn't. He's not Barry's twin. He doesn't have magic. You know, it's nothing. <laughs> nothing even close. Like, you better be cobalt blue, you sons of bitches. Are you gonna bring me in? I don't know why. I don't. I think I just like cobalt blue because of the name. I'm not even that interested in the story. Oh no, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's actually kind of a fantastic story, and I love how it plays into the into the Thawne, uh Allen feud. But yeah, hierarchy. And oh, I think they they should get to that at some point. You gotta have Mirror anyway. Master in here somewhere. You just, you absolutely have to. One would assume they said that Mirror Master was gonna be in season two, and he wasn't. Yeah, I guess they just didn't have room, which I'm yeah. fine with. If they don't have room for it, I don't want them to shoehorn it in. Right. Uh, it, uh, Mad Hatter, for instance, that was a cute nod at the end of Gotham, but it mm-hmm. didn't feel like we had any room for Mad Hatter. And if you'd stuck him into an episode somewhere, I, I, I right. think in that season I would have been kind of annoyed with you. So mm-hmm. that works for me. Just here's a nod. We'll see you next season. Clayface, that was right. that was just that was that was not acceptable. But um That was weird. That was weird. That was weird. And a waste. But um hey, there's like sixteen Clayfaces, so no reason we have to be done with them. Right. Clayfy. Clayfy. <laughs> Andrew Kreisberg. Uh, this is uh, this is a story that bothers me and and I you know ugh. Andrew Kreisberg talks about Caitlin's mother. He apparently said we haven't met Caitlin's mom yet. We got a little talk between the two women. <laughs> Which will probably play out in season three. Do I, remember I this don't correctly? want they, another they, Donna Smoke. Oh, okay. All right. But didn't it sound like they both kind of went, yeah, my mom's kind of cold? Yeah. And apparently one of them uh, got superpowers and ended up being evil, and the other one just decided she would study real hard so she didn't have to talk to her mom too much. Mm hmm. But um, it sounded more like a Mora than a Donna. I don't know. I just I don't want any. I don't want this. Like, I don't with, want this either. You're done maybe. with mom storylines. Yeah, if it's well, if it's well done, like I didn't like Moira. So I mean, if it's done well, yeah. But you know, I I don't want another. 
Joe's ex or or whatever. Iris's mom. No, that was a waste uh, of time. Donna. I don't want another Donna. I don't want another Moira. I don't know why they don't like Nora's the only mom I like so far on any of these universes. <laughs> no, and you may be looking at more of her. So I think I liked Cisco's mom. There was a Cisco's mom, right? Cisco's bro. Yes, Cisco's mom. Don't remember. Okay. So Stephen Amell wants to play Riddler in the movies. I don't know. I don't know why, but the, <laughs> that's out there. Okay. I say no. I mean, I do too, but you know what? You've given us so much. <laughs> so here's like some, owe him a couple some things. That's all. mind-boggling stuff here. Apparently, Vixen is going to be a regular on Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. In season yeah. two. Yeah. But it's not going to be our Vixen. Okay. That is, that is weird. It's going to be a vixen of the past, like a former vixen. Someone who held the had the power before. So, yeah. Could they just not afford her? Um, well, okay. Because she's going to do, okay. like, vixen season two on CWC, does she not? She is. She is going to do that. But, um... Okay, right, Well, now. they're saying that she's... They're saying that she's have like, there's there, actually, there are actually, like, legitimate problems with, with like, getting her in there. Okay. Because she's doing so much shit. Like Fine. Her scheduling just isn't working out. She did, she did Happens say... Happens all the time. Um, no problem. Gotcha. Right. She did say um, that she wants to play the character again. She's like, it's all based on what the capacity for the CW is, what my availability is. It's a lot of things, and Vixen's really special, so they want to find the right place for her. Um, it says she might not return to Arrow or the Flash, but the character is coming, or a version of the character is coming to Legends of Tomorrow. Um... But uh, Megalyn says, I'm open to any type of development of Vixen in live action. I think the fans are there, and they deserve to have this character. They want this character. She's really special and an important part of the DC Universe. So I don't see why she shouldn't have the spotlight. Um, but, you know, they're talking about how, like, in Legends of Tomorrow, it's going to probably be a uh, a previous version of her. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, that happens all the time. Um, you, she, she's got other stuff going on. She can't get over there. There's nothing you could do. Mm-hmm. And it's Legends. You can kind of do whatever you want to. You can go back yeah. and just pull a previous character and, you know, uh, change your costume a little bit, make it a little less nuanced, a little more... Uh, it's probably not going to be as cool of a costume as what it's going to come down to. And, uh, yeah, it'll still work. Mm-hmm. I'll still be happy to see her over there. Sure. Nothing wrong. I wish they could continue the story with the same girl we've been watching, but eh. yeah. it can't be done. It can't be done. That's all there is to it sometimes. Yeah. I'd be down for it if they like they got like a teenage Constantine. Yeah. You, know, you can't get Matt Ryan, just grab some young guy and make him <laughs> like before he's the sorcerer, you know you know, we know yeah. kind of thing. The petty dabbler we know. No, the the anyway. con artist who like tricked them all into a <laughs> bunch of drug induced rituals. Yeah, that'd be fun. Pretty much so he could trick someone else into bringing the drugs to the actual table. Right. And he chalks he the entire experience. He chalks the entire time traveling experience up to drugs. Like, right. <laughs> right. So, uh, do you know the Mattel and Target DC superhero girls thing? I know that superhero girls exist. Yeah, they have like a five. They have like five minute videos online. Mm-hmm. They had a thirty minute special on I guess Cartoon Network or or something. Oh no, on Boomerang. Well, yeah, that's Cartoon Network, isn't it? Or have they split that? I don't even know. I, I'm so know. old, I don't know I don't anything know. about Sorry. cable television. But anyway, <laughs> they're getting a new animated movie. They're getting a new animated movie that uh, is going to be released on home video August 23rd. 
the film is called Hero of the Year. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the synopsis. Where can you find the most powerful and prominent super teens in the galaxy? Superhero High, of course. Wonder Woman, Supergirl, Batgirl, Harley Quinn, Bumblebee, Poison Ivy, and Katana band together to navigate the twists and turns of high school and DC Superhero Girls Hero of the Year. Produced by Warner Brothers Animation and DC Entertainment, the film will be distributed by Warner Brothers Home Entertainment this summer. These young superheroes discover unique abilities, develop powers, and combat an abundance of overwhelming, exciting, and awkward moments to master the fundamentals of being a hero one day at a time. Together, these seven fearless superheroes prove that we all have the power to make the world a better place, even while school is in session. Nice. So, yeah. I think we have mentioned before that for our particular demographic, um, probably not going to be your thing. Yeah, but at the same time, one, if you're like me, which I am in our demographic, so F you, Jason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I like those figures that Target puts out. I do. Oh, the figure's fine. Just the actual, the, the show cool. itself, um, I got nothing against it, but it it is it is for young. It is skewed very young. Sure, but, you know, we were talking the other day about how like, Batman v Superman might not be for your kids. People our age have kids. We don't, but people right. our age do. So, you know, if you have kids and you don't really want to show them BVS yet or, or Batman the Animated Series, because guys know that's, that gets a little dark. It does. Um, and, you, you know, show them uh, this. problem I've, I've talked about it before, but the, the problem I had with trying to show my, uh, my nephews uh, BTAS is sure. it's, it's, paced pretty, it's paced pretty slowly. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's not how things are done these days. Right. But, no, uh, yeah, I, I sure. And it's got some some solid uh, voice acting here. Uh, Gray Griffin as Wonder Woman, Anais mm-hmm. Fairweather as Supergirl, Mae Whitman as Batgirl, mm. Tara Strong as as uh, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy, <laughs> nice. uh, Tila Dunn as Bumblebee, Stephanie Shea as uh, Shea as Katana. I mean, this is this is a pretty good cast, man. Yeah. I mean, no, that's solid. So uh, I mean, I don't know. I'd actually be I'd actually be curious to see what our numbers would do if we actually did a review of any of that. <laughs> See how many nine-year-olds we have that, that listen to us. Right. Oh, no, you'd have adults who are like, oh, that's not I true. listen to we, this? No, we'd, we'd see how many listen. 35-year-olds we have that show their nine-year-olds movies <laughs> and appreciated us saying right. they should watch this. Right, right, right. Like, the closest this will come to being an R-rated, uh, an R-rated affair is our review of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the killing joke is coming to theater, speaking of an R-rated affair. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, it will be shown one night only at movie theaters across the United States on Monday, June, uh, sorry, Monday, July 25th. Uh, WB, WB Home Entertainment is uh, working with Fathom Events to, to bring this special event to fans. The movie will be showing at two different times, 7.30 and 10 o'clock. That's both p.m. Mm-hmm. At a variety of theaters. Tickets go on sale Friday, June 17th. Um, this will come directly after The Killing Joke debuts at San Diego Comic-Con. Mm. Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, guys. Kevin Conroy, Dar- Mark Hamill. That's all I'm saying. So, um, yeah. Rated R. I, I know what I'm doing that Monday. If we can find one. I mean, here in Alabama, a lot of times people, they don't ever show things That's like good that. Point. That's a good point. We'll probably have at least one theater. So the British Board of Film Classification, though, listed a sneak peek at Justice League Dark as being among the special features for Batman the Killing Joke on DVD. Really? Like the live yeah. action? So, yeah. Well, I mean, no. The, the anime, It looks like we're getting an animated oh. film based on Justice League Dark, is what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know about that at all. Yeah. Okay. Know what else animated Justice League thing is happening? Go for it. Well, we talked about it er- uh, earlier this year. Justice League action. This is going to be an 11-minute. Uh, they're going to have 11-minute mm. episodes. That thing. 
Uh, and they're going to feature the voice talents of Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy, James Woods, Diedrich Bader as Booster Gold, no less, <laughs> um, and more. They uh, have teased, you know, uh, a whole bunch of different characters. I couldn't see everyone on this screen because it was like in a like an auditorium, and they had it put up. I saw Blue Beetle, the Jaime Reyes, nice. uh, someone who looks like the Riddler next to him, Doctor Fate, Shazam, Doctor Light. Mr. Terrific, Joker, Swamp Thing, Firestorm, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Mar- Martian Manhunter, Big Barda, someone I couldn't tell, Harley Quinn, Hawkman, Lobo, and two more I couldn't make out. Jesus. Yeah, but Mark Hamill is playing Jesus. Joker again, and Kevin Conroy is playing Batman again. So that sounds like when I'm when I'm describing to you, hey man, no seriously, you need to watch Young Justice. I'm like, oh, they've got this list of characters. Or when me and you were geeking out about, oh, seriously, Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. Look at all these people. Mm-hmm. Or generally when you're telling me about Smallville. And I'm going, I know! I know! I hear your cries and I will listen. <laughs> if nothing else, Smallville is a really fun Elseworlds. Yeah. That's all I like consider that. it, but it's really fun at times. Most of the time. <laughs> Most of the time. Those first few yeah. seasons, you fight through. But after that... You know, when I went back and rewatched it, like I found myself like pretty pretty invested by like the mid by mid first season with a lot of the elements um it wasn't as bad as i remembered it not as good as i'd hoped it would be but still not as bad as i'd remembered it that's that's still an improvement uh, yeah i mean it was you you may have just I'll, you but, may have just absolutely verbatim described how uh, i'm hoping a lot of people think of the ultimate edition of bbs yeah and you know what you know what the thing is about smallville i'll tell you this i'm going to get a lot of shit for saying this probably go for it then <laughs> It's better than Arrow and Supergirl. <laughs> it's, yeah. <laughs> well, it can't be better till they've had equal time. So far, it is better than... So far, though. <laughs> so far. That's a fair rule. So far. <laughs> it's a fair rule. That's all That's all the news I gots, man. That's all the news I gots. Yeah. Uh, well, there were some TV uh, TV spots for Suicide Squad. Mm, oh yeah oh yeah and i forgot to mention that jk simmons got totally jacked to play commissioner gordon justice have you seen seen, oh that is not the same dude i mean he was already kind of ripped but his arms are the size of my head yeah i mean your head is kind of small but yeah but it's still the same but if you if you made my (laughs) head a bicep that would be a big thing that'd be impressive especially for like a isn't he in his late 50s he's 61 jesus yeah. That is an impressive physique for a 61-year-old man. Just damn it. Congratulations, dude. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to go back over cuz I think I missed some stuff. No, no, no. I, I do. Uh Jackie Simmons was was one thing. Um but that was kind of a <laughs> Apparently yeah. he's now he's now shaved the that big beard so he just has the stash and fills the fuck out of a duster when he's hanging out on the rooftop talking to Batman. Yeah, probably. I'll bet. I I kind of get the idea that he's going to be doing more than that. You gotta imagine him looking at uh, Affleck going, yeah, you wanna hand over the suit? I can take over. No problem. Have you read the comics yeah, recently? Yeah, let's do that story. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, did you watch the Suicide Squad TV spots? Like, I didn't see a whole lot of new footage. Like, maybe a, a, a just glimpse seconds. at, like, one extra frame of Batman or in the No, just, just seconds here and there, and, and I'm sure there's more than what we're seeing. There's just little bits, little bits. Uh, the part that Really cracked me up was I'm not a hugger. Not, yeah, I'm, I'm, I not, like a, I'm not a hugger man. I'm, I'm not a hugger. I'm, I'm, I'm not. That, yeah. that wasn't even funny. It was in, uncomfortable. It it yeah, it was uncomfortable, but just in exactly the right way. 
Like in, in the way that <laughs> I expect Will Smith to make that funny, and he damn did. He mm-hmm. damn did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's new stuff out there. Oh, and the uh, the it's so intense was the the thing that everyone got all excited about. Joker's one little line. You know the, what I like about this movie as it's uh, coming up is um, every single little piece of new information we get about Leto, uh, Leto's Joker. Um, uh huh. Everyone gets excited. Uh huh. Absolutely. And I I don't think I'm gonna feel differently in three months. Maybe not. Or maybe you'll feel completely differently. Maybe you'll hate him. I could possibly hate him, but I admit I'm. Maybe I'm... we'll take a shit in our top drawer and close it and be like, "You're right, MCU cast." <laughs> Call it a day. And dreams burn dashed. the house down. I Damn don't know. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm pretty excited about Suicide Squad, man. But yeah, this this movie excited. And and the fun thing about it, aside from the fact that a lot of the dialogue, it it's an ensemble cast, and they're they're it's a versus thing. But the ensemble that is versus whatever the hell we're reversing, I don't know what we're reversing. I, I have no idea what we're fighting right now. Mm. And the ensemble part itself has been kind of fun. Yeah. There was a a bit in one of the uh, TV spots for Suicide Squad where, like, uh, she was like, Enchantress is in the war room, and she's touching oh. some dude, and he's going, don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't, touch, don't, me. Touch, don't me. touch me, don't, don't touch me, please, don't touch me, don't touch me. Pulling a brack. Yeah. Don't touch me. Yeah, I enjoy that, too. Don't touch me. And and she kind of looks at him in this this alien manner. It's 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 fun. She just she can't understand mm. his request. It's 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 a gorgeous moment. Looking forward to this film so so hard, <laughs> so very hard. If there's a sleeping pill I can take that will like last three months, I would probably take it. I'd wake up to a ruined marriage and no job, but you know. And I assume I wouldn't own my house anymore. But at least I'd be able to see the film. Dang, in a pile of your own feces. Sorry, what now? Dead what? dog. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'd be able to go see the movie immediately. I'd have to keep sure. like twelve dollars in my pocket. <laughs> Strapped I'm sorry. under his ticket prices have gone up to fifteen. No. No. Yeah. They took Why, everything else. Lord. Yeah. Why? My atrophied muscles are trying to bribe one of the um. <laughs> I don't know how I'd make it to the actual theater, by the way, because I've atrophied for three months and I have no car at this point. So I don't know how I'm actually going to get right. to a theater. But then I'm trying to explain right. to someone I've been I've been in, in a self-induced coma for three months. Please let me in for twelve dollars. Right. I'm sorry. You're, sorry. You're we, to, we, we can't let you in. To, you're trying to buy an Uber with Beatles picks. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> I have these Beatles picks, you see. Yeah. <laughs> See, they were uh, they were Beatlesy. Uh, oh man, it's a sad situation. I'll have to. Would you like a, Pe- a Beatles record from Japan? I'll have to. <laughs> I have these things. Damn it! These are a few of my favorite and I'm things. Pretty sure I would trade them for the Suicide Guys Squad at this point. That's not true. I don't know. Oh, that's a conversation, I don't know, man. That would, that's a conversation that would tear me apart at night. Would I like the import of that single from Japan, or would I like to see this movie? Mm-hmm. Or would like to go like wash dishes somewhere for a few hours that night and pray they gave me enough money and and just uh, tips right. to go back and watch that movie. Right. I say I uh, keep my Beatles albums, and go perform whatever <laughs> act I can. <laughs> dishes or worse. Right. Walk back in the theater at ten o'clock. Wow. I would I would have a sign on the street that said you know need money for Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Must see Suicide Squad. Please help. Yeah, or just leave, just like run out of room intentionally. Need money for suicide. Yeah. 
yeah, kill yourself. Good. You know what's sad though? As it 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 wouldn't I, I wouldn't make it three months though. I, I after about a month and a half at worst, um, you would think to yourself, ah, damn it, he's done it. And like it, and come try to come find me in my house with several foreclosure notes on the front of it. Uh huh. And uh, wake me up of the out of the self-induced coma and demand that I go find at least a temporary job because for God's sake, I right. won't be able to see the movie. Right. Oh, I mean, and probably, I would have already woken you up and been like, yeah. damn it, man. It would have taken exactly a week of coma before I woke you up and be like, man, we got to do the podcast. <laughs> what are you doing? Get your ass out of this coma. Your dog hasn't eaten in four days. You know what? I'm taking her. <laughs> I'm taking the dog until you realize what you've done. <laughs> story, come here. I'm about to tell I'm about to tell a story that she can effectively eat your face now. Yeah. Get up and do this podcast with me. I don't want to have to recast. She'd be timidly looking at my my skull going, I love him, but I really have to eat. And he's just sitting there. I'm and I'm not even gonna try. I'm not even gonna try when I'm recasting you. I'm it's gonna be like I'm gonna be like, I'm I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co host Jason Goss, and a big black guy's gonna be like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> With the deepest, sexiest voice you've ever heard. You're going to cast Shaft. <laughs> I'm going to cast your exact opposite. And I will and be honored. I'm call him Jason Goss. Jason Goss will, will be the name of just co-host. That I'm just, it's not a name anymore. It's, it's more of a title. It's just a placekeeper. Right. Yeah. As I mourn your coma. <laughs> mourn you in your coma. And hope that I don't wake up all walking dead. Right. <laughs> All right, so I think we've gone off the rails a bit. Yep. And, uh, yep. I don't them. think we have anything else to talk about. I think no. We're, I think we're done. No. I, I'm pretty sure we've, we've beaten that horse. Oh. And found a few other sheep and lambs and maybe hit them a couple times as well. That's what we do. That's what we do. I said bad names at a pig. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher or wherever pods are caught or whatever. Um... We're on Twitter at DC on screen. We're at Facebook forward slash DC on screen. Uh, not D DC on screen, but just DC on screen. Um, if you're interested in a similar podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, go check out our friends, Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall at the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Um, go over there. Tell them that we said we didn't hate Civil War. <laughs> rectify my soul that they think rectify we this weird situation. Rectify. Rectify. Um, yeah, so we didn't. Anyway, uh, you know, I guess we can, we'll can. we be coming back next week with more news at the very least. We should probably start doing some other kind of reviews or something. Oh, we have some stuff coming up, but it's not it's not next week exactly. I'm starting to get antsy. I know. We need more episodes. I know. I know. <laughs> we do. We do. It's, it's a couple weeks, though. It's a couple weeks. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. This is your new home speaking. I know you haven't moved in yet, but I need some favors. Could you dust the blinds? The dust makes me feel dusty. Also, we could save a lot of money if you bundled your home and car insurance with GEICO. It's super easy to do online or over the phone. Last favor, when you move in, could you stick to one aesthetic? The last owner had a weird mix of floral wallpaper and nautical tchotchkes, and I can't have another identity crisis. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? 
It's uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.